and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the cyclists and the enthusiasts, welcome to India's first podcast dedicated to all you cyclists. This is Hit the Road. I am Rohan Thakkar and I have with me someone very special. He is an ultra athlete and not just that, he is three times Ironman, a Desert 500 finisher. He has been crew to several people who have represented the country internationally. Now, why I am talking so much about him is because he has been a catalyst in upgrading people to competitive cycling and upgrading the scene of cycling in India. And it's not just cycling, but because of him, there are many Ironmans in the country. Yeah. So, without wasting any time, I want to welcome Chaitanya Velal. Welcome Chaitanya. Thank you, Rohan. Thanks a lot for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you and uh, talking to you. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a nice conversation now. Yeah, me too. And I have been waiting for this conversation like ages now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Chaitanya is a guru behind success of many ultra-athletes. And he's also uh, he was also a crew to a Ram finisher two years back. And... Uh, yeah. So there is a lot which have uh, which you have done in the past, and why don't yeah. you quickly share with us what you did so far? So by uh, profession, I'm actually a scientist. Uh, wow! I've done a master's, MS in biomechanics from Australia. I was a research scientist for a couple of years. Then I shifted. Uh, you know, I was a research professor actually. I quit that. I started my cycling career uh, back in 2012, competitive cycling, and I've always wanted. My aim was to be one of the best coaches uh, the country has to offer, and this is that is where I'm heading. Uh, so in 2012, I started my athletic career. I, I won the DC. Uh, I made a record there. I was the fastest Indian. Um, then I went and crewed for uh, Joan Deichman, who's a Canadian professional cyclist for Ram 2015. Uh, then I. Uh, in 2015, DC, I came in second again. I won the Desert 500, which was about 740 kilometer race in Thar, uh, Rajasthan. Um, then I just did the DC uh, this year, about two, about a month back. I came in second again. Then I have done three Ironmans, uh, starting with Zurich, which is one of the toughest uh, courses in the world for an Ironman event. I've done the Ironman South Africa and I did the Ironman uh, Sweden in August, uh, two months back, three months back. Um, <clears throat> I'm also a, a coach. I have been coaching athletes since about eight years now. Um, my speciality is, uh, you know, in I'm, I'm, I like to be competitive. So I want my students also to be very competitive. I, uh, I currently have students who are actually looking at not just finishing Ironman or finishing a race, but actually competing at the world, at the global stage. So we are looking at, you know, uh, really cracking the Ironman 70.3 scene. Uh, you know, doing posting times of about uh, 4.15, 4, 4 hours for 70.3, which is which is really, really good, like top 10 in the world. Um, so we have current students in India doing this. Um, yeah, plus I've got certain ultra athletes also who would probably be competing at, at uh, RAM. And 
and you know not just finishing it but actually posting a very good time uh, plus i have got uh, i had a couple of students uh, bharat and uh, darshan they were the first indians to finish the race across race around austria which is a very 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 tough wow. 2200 kilometer race uh, this happened back uh, last year and it was just amazing uh, coaching them wow so in a short span of time you did a lot of things and uh, you recently completed the deccan cliffhanger which is india's one of the most coveted races Correct. and uh, you finished second this time so how was yes. your experience uh, from the past races and how can you compare it to this time ah uh, well <laughs> it it this time so the the dc which is like uh, 643 km race right so it's yeah. actually qualified as a ultra race but uh, how it happened for us like there were you know five of us who was you know all looking for the win here and these are all these five are the very super competitive athletes they wanted to win the race and you know these are the kind of racers who will actually you know uh trying to finish the race in about 22 hours which is the current record right and it was super competitive it was like uh, you know how how a 100 km mass start would look like mm-hmm. you know uh, finishing with almost photo finishes that is how it was like um, uh, you know i i finished second and i had like a gap of i had a lead of barely 3 minutes over the guy who came third and yes. another 3 minutes over the guy who came in fourth so it was it was extremely hard um because usually ultra races you know i have won my ultra races in with a cushion of at least 1 to 2 hours right so <laughs> very very competitive uh, it was fun uh, you know when you have such good competition it's it's uh, it's always nice it does it does so yeah. what are your takeaways from this season compared to the past so what do you take away from this season of the race the takeaway is uh, so one there are two things for me one is uh, i had applied you know certain strategies certain i had experimented upon certain uh, two or three things nutrition training techniques and race strategy which really worked for me because i was able to break my own time by about 3 to 4 hours Wow. so i had i had uh, finished my first dc in 26 uh, for 26 hours 40 minutes and this one i finished in 24 hours two and a half hours improvement so it really really worked for me and that was one thing and the second was that the the quality of racing in india is actually becoming uh, you know it's getting to the another level which i'm very happy about there's a new breed of cyclists uh, ultra ultra athletes who are coming out you know who have very good equipment uh, who are serious about their training and um, you know they they know their stuff it's not just like you know uh, uh, they'll just come off the block and you know they have been doing some brms and there they are with you no these are actual serious athletes who have been training for that specific event with very specific uh, equipment also very high end equipment so that is the quality of people who you are competing with so that was i you know it made me very happy very well and this was a very competitive race this time and yeah there were previous athletes who tried to out to queue as well yeah <laughs> yes yes so uh, speaking about nutrition in the race uh, yeah. 
what do you say about how do you optimize your nutrition how do you optimize your resources and keeping the limited resources in mind how do you yeah. train for that specifically so firstly uh, nutrition it's it's a very tricky thing um, so i've done my sports nutrition course from the us uh, in precision nutrition okay. um, so that really helped me understand the basics and how the how the food affects the body and how it's converted into energy mm-hmm. and using this knowledge i have been experimenting upon myself in the last uh, one to two years on what's working for me what's not working and this experimentation i have been fine tuning it since the last two to three years plus every time i do an ultra race i i get better at uh, coming closest to the best nutrition strategy possible okay. uh, which happened this time for me and there was absolutely no problems like i never had cramping i i didn't bonk so it was perfect perfect nutrition strategy for me it worked really well uh, you know so for example uh, you know i experimented using liquid nutrition does it help or no right so you know usually if you just you know you you can read up on the internet but you know it's it's always uh, it's you don't know what to do because some people say yes some people say no right, right. Um, so i i actually went through it and you know each time i raced i use these different strategies now i had uh, about couple of students also in this race and they were they were rookies they were doing an ultra race for the first time and they finished it they 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 ran qualified wow um so even that you know bolstered my coaching philosophy also mm-hmm. right the nutrition strategy worked for them as well as me um so basically you know i that is one thing like you need to really customize the nutrition for you it's nothing like you know what you look on the internet or you know it's it's not you know it doesn't work like that you have to use it in training and use the same strategy for the race never try something new um that's for one um, and a lot of people think that uh, using gels also you know uh, works a lot but in our tracing i found that i this tc i, I didn't even use a single gel wow uh, my 20 uh, you know 2014 dc i had used about 20 gels uh, in 20 hours but here this time i didn't use a single gel and it really helped me so what did you use exactly when you, when you say it's a liquid food so what what was no that? i did not use liquid food i i actually used a lot of solid foods and that really helped me i i used a lot of dal khichdi okay. i probably have had about 3 to 4 kgs in this 24 hours of racing 3 to 4 kgs oh my God. yeah that's <laughs> a lot yeah wow so when someone wants to start their uh, journey in ultra cycling or ultra racing yeah what should be the strategy to start the training and you yourself are a coach so what yeah. do you think what mistakes do people make today in their training habits uh well one is definitely the nutrition part which is very 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 important uh, a lot of people underestimate it or they do not train for it um yeah. so or they usually end up uh, you know utilizing something new into a race mm-hmm. which which is a very bad idea i mean if you have not tried and tested it in training do not use it in a race right. it will backfire 100% that's one big rookie mistake um second is the the training part i mean if it's a say a 600 uh, kilometer race 
make sure you train for it you train according to the the race uh, terrain um, do not underestimate it or you know a lot of people come in underestimating the event uh, under trained also so i would recommend you know if they are doing it for the first time try to do it a lot you know under the guidance of a person who has done it before been there or you know get a coach so that actually helps a lot because uh, you know ultra racing is not a very cheap sport right so if you are planning to do dc something like a dc for the first time you will actually be investing somewhere around 70 to 80000 right so you know i would recommend you know just go a little further and get a coach so you can have a very good experience doing this and not you know crawl to the finish or you know you know you don't want to have a very bad experience and coming to the second part of your question uh, the resources yeah. yes i mean the resources are very very scarce right and it could be the res- and when i say resources it could be uh, your limited amount you know uh, crew uh, that you have uh, it could be the the funding that you have Uh, right. it could be the, the you know you couldn't you know you may not have the best equipment right yes so so you know you train according to it right if if say for example i i may not have the best cycle out there but i will make sure that i have my fitness is so good that i don't need the best equipment to actually do well right right you know you do what you have in your control and you make sure you have you do it to the best of your abilities but yeah i mean uh, see i this time i had two cars with me because okay. uh, i was really going to be competitive mm-hmm. uh, which really helped me because before i had used only one car um, but this time it actually helped me cut a lot of times and um, yeah but so does it help a lot uh, keeping a two cars as a group yes i mean it did help me because i in this 24 hours my off saddle time would have been barely 10 minutes Oh uh, yeah within tw- the, in 24 hours just 10 minutes of saddle off saddle off saddle correct correct wow. and this was only possible because of having two cars okay so in yeah. alt- in an ultra cycling crew is one of the most important parts of your race like they are your team members so yeah. how can the crew be the most efficient to bring out your max performance Correct. So this is where I was actually coming to. Because mm-hmm. if you want to best utilize your resources to the best of your abilities, you got to make sure you're efficient, right? Yes. You got to minimize wastage, so mm-hmm. time wastage or anything like that, right? Right. So my crew, I have actually been training them since since 2014. It's okay. the same crew who's actually be uh, crewing for me since the last four years. And you know, this is my long term plan. You know, because. i may be doing ram in some you know in in the future and right. other ultra cycling events or ironman or it could be anything right mm-hmm. uh, i know i can rely on these people anytime i want you know and they'll be there for me i actually you know i when i'm out there racing i have my you know my whole life is in their hands so right. i take very very good care of them i i train them uh you know in in crewing in nutrition so you know these crew they come from different walks of life they they may not be at some of them are athletes some of them are not but uh they know every aspect of ultra cycling they know nutrition i mean as good as as if they are you know uh, they could be certified nutritionists they know it that much 
So it's it's that important that they know everything about all the aspects of racing. So that is the investment that I have done. I know I have done countless hours of training with them. Uh, so they are more, much, much more efficient. And uh, you know, it's all my stops in the ultra race are like pit stops. Right. You know, it's it's like every time I stop, you know, one guy is, uh, you know, if I'm changing a bike. You know, they'll, you know, I probably change a bike within like uh, 20 seconds. <laughs> it's like a F1 pit stop, just you know. switching off the bikes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So, if I stop for a stretch break, you know, one guy is taking the bike, one guy is putting the mattress, one guy is massaging. You know, there's no like one guy is just standing there and doing nothing. No, it's, you know, it's always, you know, very, very busy. My crew is always busy because I'm a very demanding rider. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to get that performance, you need a uh, super strong exactly. team as well. Exactly. It would not have been possible without them. So, you yourself crewed for RAM two years back. Yeah. yeah. And what was that experience? Uh, that ah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was in during the earlier parts of my career um, when I was learning. I'm still learning actually. But that was a big eye-opener because... Um, the thing is, a lot of people, you know, who will finish something like a DC distance race mm -hmm. and, you know, they get RAM qualified and then they are like, okay, I think I should do RAM now. But when I went there and saw RAM, like, it's it's a different kind of monster. I mean, DC is like 600 kilometers and more. Yes. RAM is like 5,200. It's almost it's, <laughs> Exactly, you know, it, there are a lot of steps in between you that you need to go through. Um, you know, it, it, it's not like you did DC, now you're RAM qualified, so let's go do RAM. No, that was the biggest learning that I had. Okay. So, uh, I, that's why I actually postponed my RAM because I want to do, when I do RAM, I'm going to, my plan is to really kill the time. So okay. I don't just don't want to be a, another ramp finisher. No, I would like to do it in 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 a very 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 good time. That was one. Then obviously crewing for Joan, who is a super professional athlete. Uh, she's done ramp three times. You know there was so much learning. You know uh, the crewing part. The, the I saw the terrain. I saw the kind of professionalism and discipline that Joan had, the kind of mental strength that she displayed. It was just amazing. On all of this was one, of, you know, I was my foundation for my athletic and uh, coaching philosophies. Hey, so it is my experience, and I think you'll also agree that uh, the race is with uh, you yourself. And yes. Correct. And you win the moment you think you can win. So yeah. How does one train for that kind of mindset? It's it's uh, it's all in the mind. I mean, if you are racing or especially cycling or even triathlons, it's a lot of it is just uh, mental strength. Right. I mean, if if uh, you know if you are prepared mentally, half the battle is won there. So I. You know, I make sure that I myself train my mind a lot. I, I coach my students with a lot of mental exercises. So that's the thing. I mean, for example, uh, for DC, I there's some basic uh, mental exercises that I do, that my students also do, okay. is what we call as visualization, right? Right. Uh, so what we do is we sit, you know, in a, like a meditation kind of a, 
uh, way. Okay. Close your eyes and visualize everything that can go wrong. Everything, though, from the worst, the worst possible scenario, mm-hmm. and and then you imagine what would you do if that happened. Right. You know, for example, in DC, it could be say uh, your car just broke down. Mm. You know, or you are you know you have a knee issue and if you are planning to you know really kill it and be the first if you are planning for that but then you come in last right you know what are you going to do what is your going to your mindset going to be are you going to quit and not complete or are you going to just finish it even if though you are coming in last or it could be a very 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 hot day and you could be cramping you know each of these situations if you visualize and if you plan for them and if things do go wrong the biggest uh, time waster is panicking right and not planning for it mm-hmm. so when you visualize this you plan for it you know it's going to happen so so you know you know what you're going to do in these cases so i think that's where uh, you know you will save a lot of time be more efficient not panic right. uh yeah and and be a champion <laughs> you know when you said uh, maybe your car can get broken down so i had really weird thoughts in my mind <laughs> what else can yeah. go wrong man <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, like just it has gone wrong you know <laughs> I, yeah, I, I i read one of your ted talks where uh, you said oh, that yeah, uh, yeah. uh you had a accident right correct yeah, yeah yeah so that that is one of the incidents which can happen and, <laughs> correct uh, now that you are saying i Totally imagine that man. It's not just race. It's really it's like a gamble which you do. It is. It is. I mean, you know, you you if you want a certain time and a certain result, uh, you know, it may never happen in a single race. I mean, I have been trying for a certain time in my Ironman, and you know, I am not getting that. You know, every time I do an Ironman, there's something or the other that keeps going wrong, which is not in my hand. in my control so i think i may finally get you know i'm going to keep attempting till i finally you know everything falls into place you know it's like a gamble as you just said so yeah when when people say mindset they usually yeah. say that what positives can happen but <laughs> you yeah. rightly said what negatives can also happen so people yes, yes. keep in mind what can happen with that <laughs> so what do yeah. you suggest what what can one do when some uh, similar incident can happen it should not happen but what if it yeah. happens so that's the thing yeah if you have visualized it you know what you're going to do so you know if if i know like uh, before my dc if i have you know if i i have if i'm going to have say i have had a crash right yeah. and if i can keep cycling my mindset is that no matter what even if i come in last i will still finish it mm-hmm. i am not somebody like if i'm not going to come first you know i'll just quit no So yeah. that's just my choice, right? Okay. Uh, some people be like, okay, if I'm not gonna come first, if I'm not in the top three, I might as well quit. That's their right. choice. Right? right. So you gotta have these choices beforehand. But that so, choice is quite expensive. <laughs> it is. It is. So all these need to be considered. Mm. Um, everything. Uh, so then you also gotta make a call. Key. You know, if if you are actually be able to finish the race or not yes. will it have a long term impact i mean if your mm-hmm. knee is having an issue and if you know to continue another 100 km is going to make it worse then i would suggest you know okay stop because you are still want to race the next year you don't want right. to be in a hospital for another 4 5 months or whatever mm-hmm. right 
then uh, preparing like say something like say a car issue you got to make sure you know all the resources that you have on the on the route you know right. so where are the garages you know mm. do you have any any contacts in the towns that come on the way you know, right. for example i had a friend uh, i had actually a student of mine in in belgaum you know mm-hmm. after about 400 kilometers into the race the town comes so i had made sure that i am in touch with that guy and he's there to help me out if there's anything last moment that i need mm-hmm. so these are the kind of preparations i had done. and actually it really helped me because uh, we actually ran out of food uh, at that point and okay. this guy my uh, my student his name is saish uh, he actually came in the middle of the night and gave wow. me food and i believe uh, belgao is the point with uh, when you reach about midnight if i'm not wrong yeah yeah Correct. Getting something yeah, I, at that hour is like a miracle, I can say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he actually gave me a, a couple of kgs of uh, dal khichdi, so it really helped me <laughs> finishing in a good time. <laughs> <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. So that that was good. Um, so that this is all, you know, a lot of preparation that was that had gone into the race. So Lord, so when a rookie wants to start planning for is a uh, first ultra cycling event or yeah iron man yeah so what do you say how can one approach it and approach what me? time frame how yeah. can one approach it and in what okay. time frame can one approach it ah uh, okay uh, i would suggest you have to evaluate your own abilities right. and uh, you know if, if and be very realistic about it so not have any you know really optimistic illusions uh, also i would suggest you know you can always talk to someone who's done done that event before to have a very realistic scenario and uh, and and then you know even before you decide to do it you got to make sure you choose the right um, say if you want to do an ironman you got to make sure you choose the correct uh, race route that's very very important you know uh, financially also and the uh, ability wise also because some ironman routes are comparatively easier than the others while some are more expensive than the others um it all depends on what a person wants from that race so uh, that is one then uh, you know training specifically for that event and uh, not doing too many other things which can clash with that event uh, you know you got to build it up so for example if you want to do an ironman then we can you know start off with doing certain triathlons in india you know in that time frame you know do do a half iron triathlon and see where you stand you know uh, you know once you that timing comes in then you know ki you know okay i with this time i know that i can you know probably in an ironman we can expect an x xyz time you know that's a good way to do it uh you know you train and you know you uh, finalize your nutrition strategies your race strategy you find what your weaknesses are what your strengths are and then you know play accordingly because ironman is not again very very cheap thing uh, if you want to do a full ironman you got to go out of india and if you if it's a half ironman they just announced uh, oh yes uh, half, they have half ironman in india yeah less than a year to go correct october so, so what are your expectations from it man So how how is it going to be? What do you say? 
Uh, it's very, very, it's awesome. I mean, uh, it's it's the best thing that can happen for the triathlon scene in India. A lot of uh, financially challenged athletes can finally, you know, uh, dream of doing the Ironman here in India itself. And it's really amazing. And uh, hats off my, to my colleagues in um, who bought them, bought the Ironman to India. In fact, I will, I've also been one of the people trying to get it to, to India. It, it's really amazing. And I expect it to the sport to really go to another level now. So a lot of potential athletes will uh, get access to an international platform from this race. I correct, correct. And you yourself left your job to make a career in Ultra events. Uh, ultra events, triathlons, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a choice which not many can make, especially in a field of cycling, <laughs> which is still very much, uh, I can say, uh, underdeveloped. Correct, correct. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. I mean, I struggled a lot. The, the times that I've been through, you know, they were, I was really, really broke. I mean, I had a very good, stable job as a professor. I was earning well and then quitting that and coming down to, you know, I was barely earning anything. It was peanuts. Um, and then, you know, in the earlier parts, I had approached a few people for sponsorship, which, you know, they declined. And uh, but then uh, back in, in 2017, the same people came to me. Uh, this was Merida I'm talking about. They came say, and, you know, they're like, OK, Chai, you have done really well. We like your persistence. And, you know, here you go. We would like to give you uh, cycles worth, you know, six lakhs for your wow. races. Wow. And that was, you know, like a big, big moment for me, you know, like. I had the uh, I now have the best equipment which I can race on now, uh, and, and and I really thank Merida for that and believing me in me for that. Wow! So there are so many people who look up to people like you who want to yeah. get into the scene of uh, being pro athletes. So what yeah. do you suggest? How can they approach it? How can they make their dream of being full-time athletes? Uh, okay, so this is something uh, you know you need to look at in two different ways. One is the athletic part. One is the business part. Right. Right. So I I have actually been uh, uh, a director and uh, operations manager for Multifit, which is um, a gym pan India. Yeah. We have got about more than thirty gyms. So I was I was handling the business part as well. Okay. So. So I know the athletic side, I know the business side. I have been mentoring athletes uh, just for this, you know, how to get sponsored, how to build your profile. What do sponsors look in an athlete, uh, you know, uh, to win before investing in them? Right. Because sponsors, are, you know, they are businessmen, right? So of you got to make sure that they get the return for their investment. And this, you know, I have, I currently have uh, a team here in Pune, a racing team who are racing nationally. And I, you know, we do a lot of workshops, you know, we manage their social media and we manage uh, uh, how they, you know, appear in front of, you know, how to manage their own portfolios, right? how right. to build a followership. Because that's one of the, you know, what do sponsors want? They want reach, right? Of course. They want eyeballs. So that's where I'm helping, uh, you know, my athletes to build their profiles, to win races. So only winning is not the, just the thing, right? You've got to 
you know, put yourself in such a way that you might actually be able to enable selling of whatever the sponsor is selling. You're creating influencers in short. Correct, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing. I never, I, I, I learned all of this the hard way. I never had anyone to mentor me here. Uh, but I think I can really help people who who are looking to be pro athletes, who are looking to make this as a career. Um, you know, I I have the platform ready, and I actually need a lot of good people who want to uh, make this a career. I can really help them. So if anyone really is listening and wants to make this as a career, you know, you can you know reach out to Rohan or me, and you know we can really help you out. Wow. So can you just give some quick tips as to how can they uh, improvise their own portfolio right now one is uh, social media i mean uh, you got to make sure that uh, you know people you know you got to have a good content to put up right know, and this can only happen when you are a proper genuine athlete you can't just you know look good and take good selfies no you got to be out there in the community doing good things winning races okay forget winning winning is only one part you might be a winner or you could probably just be very consistent and always doing something you know you know even that's okay uh, but you got to be out there you know you got to be seen by the community you should be known by the community and and that really helps and that's all you need and uh, build a good followership you know right. be a good person give back to the community as much as you take from the community you know um, if if the community you know you are winning in a certain you know cycling races and the cycle you know it, uh, you have uh, you know all the infrastructure around you are using it you know you know it's a good thing that you give it back you know you you help somebody else win or you help you know you teach somebody and that's going to help you go further in life Right. This episode is about cycling. So if anyone is listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we need it. <laughs> it's not very easy. It's not very it's easy. Not, there are not. people out there who are interested. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just gonna you gotta find uh, find them. You know, talk to them in in a in a pure business uh, language. True, true, true. And it it really helps. Yeah. True. So so what is your coaching philosophy? How do you get things done from uh, your students? um so being a scientist uh, for me i one of my biggest uh, aspects about coaching is utilizing the latest scientific techniques um and uh, you know whatever the science has to offer so currently i'm actually also doing a research paper with one of my students on training uh, for uh, you know power training for cyclists mm-hmm. i'm actually doing a comparative study of heart rate training versus power training Can you elaborate on that? What, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. So basically, uh, uh, you know what a power meter is. Right? A lot yes. of cyclists will know this, right? Uh, so we are studying that using whether using a power meter uh, for training is it is it really much more is it better than just using heart rate as a factor for training and by how much? You know, we are actually studying this and uh, we are actually. experimenting upon uh, different athletes and how much percentage different difference does each of these training do and which is better okay yeah so that that is what we are doing uh, and this is going to really help us uh, help me coach uh, much better plus you know uh, everyone just uh, is currently assuming that 
you know, power training or probably a lot of people don't even know how to train with power. Okay. Uh, but it really, really helps, uh, you know, and doing a FTP test, doing a power profile test. This is what I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I would, you know, my, one of my aims is to create an athlete lab where all of these, doing all of these things is possible. And, uh, you know, having the access to this for a cyclist is also there. Now that I'm listening to all this, yeah. most of them don't have access to any of these things. Yes, they, all that. they have is uh, at the most uh, heart rate monitor. <laughs> and yeah, so th- that is where I'm working to. So right now, my uh, my students have the access to that. So, you know, I would, you know, I, I'm happy to show whoever is listening, if they want to come and check it out, you know, how we do things, that, you know, how we utilize the latest scientific techniques in training, um, the nutrition techniques, then the, the mental exercises that we do, uh, you know, all of this apart from, yes, the, all the training that we do, yeah. But then these things, the marginal gains is what, you know, makes it different. Of course, of course. Yeah. So what's next, right? Um, next thing, I'm doing the Ultra Spice in uh, Jan. How many kilometers? It, it is a uh, thousand seven hundred and fifty kilometers from Goa straight yeah, three times. <laughs> it is. It's a big one from Goa to Uti and back. Um, and the average climb in in this Ultra Spice race is much higher than uh, the average uh, climbing per kilometer for Ram. So it's 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 much uh, it's very difficult and it's something you know I've never done before. So I'm really looking for it. It's going to be a big challenge. Uh, I'm sure quite I'm uh, scenic for that place. <laughs> very much. I mean, like imagine it's going through the Zog Falls, it's uh, through Madikeri, Vayanad, the tea plantations of Kurg. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> wow, awesome! I am thrilled to. <laughs> I would be thrilled to participate in that sometime soon. Maybe yeah. again listening to your podcast, I can. You should come that. down. You know, we can we can set you up as a crew and <laughs> come down. That's love to. So, yeah. do you aim for RAM anytime soon? Um, I can't put a year on it right now because mm-hmm. um, apart from the training part, is that definitely the financial aspect of it. So, uh, but yes, I do definitely want to do it. Can't say when. Maybe it could be next year or it could be the year after. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that is on the horizon sometime. Till then, what is there? What is there on the table? So, uh, you know, there are, you know, there's a, there's a steps that I will take, I'm taking towards RAM, you know, you do. So this one, Ultra Spice, for example, is one of it. So from yes. 600 kilometers, I'm stepping up to 1,700 kilometers. Maybe do a 2,000, 2,200 odd kilometer race also. Um, then I want to uh, do the the world championships for ultra cycling also, which happens in America. Mm-hmm. I've been, uh, you know, would like to do that. Been invited for that also. Wow. Uh, so yeah, these are the steps that I'm taking towards RAM. Wow. Uh, Ironman Championship as well? Are you looking uh, for Yeah, that is, that is also there. But, um, you know, uh, uh, for me, before I do that, I my aim is to do a sub-10 finish for the full Ironman, right. which I have done in training, which mm-hmm. is that every time I go out and race, you know, one time I had 
I had a puncture twice. Then I had an I had a a foot issue, a leg issue in my Sweden Ironman. So I I I definitely hope that I finally things will fall into place for me in building an Ironman event, and I finally get my sub ten finish. Even I hope for that. I I'm sure our audience is with you for uh, you. your future endeavors. So, what is your message yeah. for today's youth who wants to make something big in their life? And uh, it can be anything, maybe uh, be it at uh, be it being an athlete or even in their professional and personal life. What do you say? Uh, I would say, especially for the youth, is uh, you know do not let the old times hold you back. dream big uh, you know go for your dreams you know so for example a lot of you know people uh, the older generations yeah. times were different back then today there's a lot of cross pollination happening i mean you could be an engineer and you know you could have a career in sports or you could be uh, a lawyer and you could be probably having a career in doing you know probably setting up a cafe or something You know, you see a lot of these examples have coming in every single day in the papers, in on social media. Uh, you know, so for example, I'm a research scientist, but I'm doing, I'm, a, I'm, I'm cycling and coaching here. So you're applying uh, that research in <laughs> sports. Yeah, yeah, I found a way to apply that. So you can do that. I mean, uh, definitely, your whatever you studied, you know, it's not necessary to find, uh, you know, to go by the beaten path. you know if you dream something go for it find the means to do it and things will fall into place um, and and you know that is my message to the youth go wow. for your dreams that's awesome chai thanks for coming on the show and if anyone of you have gained some experience do share with us in the comments and make sure you spread this episode with everyone out there because there's a lot to learn and make sure you comment what you think about this episode <laughs> you can listen this episode on savan apple podcast google podcast everywhere and even on the website eplog.media/hit the road so chai thanks for coming on the show thank you rohan thanks a lot for having me and thanks everyone out there for listening to this i um, i really hope you you know you get your best possible timings out there for your races or for whatever events that you're doing be safe out there Um, yeah, be the best racer you can be. Wow, that's awesome! Thank you, Rohan. <laughs> you're really doing a good job, uh, Rohan. Really, hats off. Um, you respect what you're doing, and definitely, Thanks, if you need anything for you know, God bless you. Thank you. Thanks. Sir. <laughs>